another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. Well, it's been a long time since I've said that. My last podcast episode was just after the core update in June. And then after that, a whole bunch of life happened. I'm going to share some more about my time off at the end of this episode, including the story about how Google Maps stranded me in the woods, which actually ended up dramatically changing my life for the better. The the main focus of this episode is going to be on three topics. First, I'll share what I've seen so far in regards to Google's November core update. Next, we're just over a week into the December product reviews update. And even if you don't have content that's reviewing products, there's a lot to be learned in Google's communication about the changes that they made for any site that produces content. And third, I think it's possible that Google either has changed something in regards to indexing, or perhaps there's a bug in regards to indexing in new content. Initially, I had wondered whether Google was able to maybe determine that content was low quality and then simply not index it, but I don't think that's what's going on here. A lot of people are having trouble getting new blog posts into Google's index that actually do seem to be like decent quality. I'm going to share my thoughts on that and also a possible solution as well. This episode corresponds with our online version of Search News You Can Use, episode number 213, and you can find that at mariehaines.com newsletter. Okay, let's do it. So the November core update, it launched November 17th, 2021, and Google said that it would take a couple of weeks to roll out. That's not unusual. Looking at sites affected by this update, the rollout seems to be pretty typical of a core update. And what I mean by that is that most sites that were affected, we we tend to see something happening in traffic levels within 24 hours of the November 17th announcement. And then the traffic trend, whether it was increases or decreases, continues in the same direction until eventually after a few days, maybe a few weeks in some cases, there's a new plateau for traffic. Analyzing this update is really, really challenging. Years ago, Matt Cutts, when he was head of web spam at Google, he tweeted saying that Google tries to minimize significant updates around holiday time. But this year, we've had two big updates during the shopping season. And last year, we had a December core update. And the year before that, even though Google didn't officially announce an update, something happened on November 8th, 2019, that was catastrophic for many, many sites. I've written and spoke, spoken about that quite a bit in the past, so, so I don't think we can say that Google doesn't run updates close to the holidays anymore. That's in the past. <laughs> Lots of our clients saw nice increases in traffic starting mid-November this year, but determining whether that increase is because of increased holiday sales or extra traffic due to Thanksgiving because lots of recipe sites, for example, saw improvements during Thanksgiving weekend, it's really hard uh, to say whether it was seasonal or whether the increases in traffic were due to the Google update. For example, one of my sites saw really nice improvements that seems to start on November 17th. But and, and I can talk about this site because uh, it's hard to share about good content when our clients see increases because I want to be respectful of their anonymity. And it's very hard to talk about the content without actually sharing who the client is. Uh, years ago, I was at a conference and 
a really good speaker gave a fantastic presentation outlining how she improved marketing and SEO for one of her clients. And it turns out that the client was a direct competitor to one of my clients. So not only did I learn a lot, but my client was able to overtake them for keyword rankings after we knew their strategies uh, for some of their keywords. So uh, I don't care whether my uh, competitors to my veterinary site are listening, though. I don't really work on it these days. Although I, I, I keep saying I'm going to. <laughs> probably one day. So let me share about some of the content that seems to be doing well on this site after the November core update. I know I've picked up a few new listeners since I've been off. So for those of you who aren't familiar with my background, I used to be a veterinarian and I learned SEO by creating a veterinary question and answer website. So when I became an SEO, this site was super valuable because it's seen changes with most Google updates. I've answered over 3,000 veterinary questions on the site, and there's a lot, a lot of content there. In 2014, Panda 4.0 gave the site a massive boost. And then as I stopped working on it, it, it really was negatively affected by a number of different Google updates. So when I saw that traffic was increasing on my veterinary site that I haven't worked on for years, I had a look and sure enough, the pages that were seeing increases that always see increases at this time of year uh, are seeing increases. One of the first ever projects I did to acquire links was to create a chocolate toxicity calculator. And it tells you whether your dog ate enough chocolate to make an emergency vet visit necessary. <laughs> well, those are fun. Uh, if your dog eats chocolate and you have to go to the vet. What the vet does is they'll give medicine to make the dog vomit. <laughs> I have a lot of memories of dogs, usually labs, it's usually labs, that were walking around the clinic just vomiting massive piles of chocolate. And then they usually try to eat it again, which is super, super gross. So hopefully none of you are listening to this while you're eating <laughs> right now. Um, so that page was up because when families gather, that's often when the chocolate comes out or gets left on the couch or something and the dog eats it. But it turns out that many other keywords saw really big increases in rankings. Keywords that aren't related to Thanksgiving or chocolate or even the holidays. The content on these pages that increased really is helpful to people. In most cases, it's helpful because of the firsthand expertise that I had as a veterinarian writing the content. I had hundreds of long tail keywords see massive improvements from like page three, four, five up to top three, four, five rankings. Um, some of them uh, number one rankings as well. One example was the phrase, should I euthanize a paralyzed dog? Now, when I answered that question years ago on my site, I could do it with a perspective that an SEO content writer would never have because I've personally walked many pet owners through this type of difficult decision. My answer helps people set criteria to know when it's time to make that decision. Or uh, it talks about how likely it is that this dog is going to recover or to have a happy life and how to know when life is not enjoyable for the dog uh, to help people make this really hard decision on euthanasia. Um, so it might not be the best written comment uh, content and it might not be the best formatted content. And it's definitely not the best in terms of technical SEO, but it's probably one of the most helpful answers if you are trying to make this kind of decision with your pets. And it's got appropriate EAT because it was written by a veterinarian. So it does deserve to rank. Now, 
if you look at this site, while I'm pretty proud of creating a resource that has helped a lot of people with their veterinary questions, I'm also a little bit embarrassed about the site design and a lot of the technical SEO. Uh, it's really not a great example of a high quality site, but the content itself is incredibly helpful to people. And also, you know, this is probably a good place to encourage any of you, especially over Christmas, if you're off and if you've been thinking about learning to create a website and to experiment it with it to try to get it to rank, I'd really encourage you to set aside some time to do that. I learned so much creating this site. I created it in 2008 and it's eventually what launched my SEO career. Just it was a hobby to start with, but it took over. I was I was fascinated with uh, the fact that you could do some things and and change your content and maybe get some people to link to it and and do stuff to uh, actually make it perform better on Google. So in its heyday, this site made me really good money. Uh, and and even today, even though I don't work on it, it sends me a decent affiliate revenue uh, considering that I do nothing on it. So if you've been thinking of creating a website, I, I would say just do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, uh, but get something out there. So let's look at Google's blog post on what webmasters need to know about core updates. They list questions to answer about your content. Now, the content on my veterinary site ticks off a lot of these boxes. The blog post tells us that they want to see experience or they want to see evidence of author expertise where applicable. And this doesn't necessarily mean that content that's written by a vet is always going to outrank content that's not. But if Google's algorithms can determine that this is a YMYL topic where expertise actually helps users to trust the answer, then good EAT can help here. I think there's probably a very good chance that no one else who wrote content that competes with this page on uh, how to advise people with uh, who are trying to decide what to do with a paralyzed dog, whether it's time for euthanasia. Um, I don't think anybody has actually who's written this competing content has actually counseled pet owners through this kind of difficult decision. So. When Google says, does the content provide substantial value when combined or when compared to other pages in the search results, that's one of the questions that we need to ask ourselves. And also another that they say to ask yourself is, does the content provide insightful analysis or interesting information that is beyond obvious? I haven't looked extensively yet at the competition ranking for this keyword, but my bet is that I've answered several questions that people may have, that pet owners might have, that the other content doesn't. Again, because I've drawn from my own personal expertise. I know many of you are hoping for me to be able to tell you exactly what the focus of the November core update was. And it's been a while since I've been able to do that. Years ago, we could look at any update and we could say, uh, or not any update, most updates, I'd say. And we could say, oh, it looks like Google went after link quality here, or sites with thin content issues were hit. Or even just a few years ago, we had an update in June of 2019, where many alternative medical sites saw declines. And a lot of the time, it was really helpful to know that. 
Following that June 2019 scientific consensus update, my team and I dug in deeply and we researched everything Google had said or published about how they could evaluate scientific content, about how Google prefers us to reference content. John Mueller said it's probably better to have links uh, embedded within the body of content as opposed to just references listed at the end. And, and one of the best wins we've had is in helping sites with uh, medical content divide out which parts are alternative or perhaps controversial and which parts are perceived as being in line with traditional medical consensus. But for the last couple of years, we haven't been able to find any kind of specific focus that allows us to craft advice specific to that particular update. Um, in early November, Danny Sullivan from Google said something that makes perfect sense. And I feel like this is something that I knew, but also I don't know if I did, so I'm going to share this with you. He said, spam updates, spam updates deal with content that doesn't follow our guidelines. Core updates, which is what November 17th was, are simply an adjustment to how we assess content overall. Google has now a couple of different guidelines. And if, you'd heard, if you've heard me talk a lot, you've heard me talk about the quality raters guidelines. Well, what Tani is talking about here is not the quality raters guidelines. He's talking about Google's search quality guidelines, the ones that are written directly to webmasters not to the quality raters. These are the guidelines that tell us not to buy links or to cloak pages or to do other things that might be seen as deceptive to our users. So if you were negatively affected by the November core update or really any core update, this isn't because you've broken Google's guidelines. That's what spam updates are for. Now we've had some spam updates this, this summer and then there was one November 3rd, 2021. But if you saw declines starting on November 17th, or possibly starting a day or two after, and you think the core update hit you, then as Danny says, core updates are simply an adjustment to how Google assesses content overall, not a penalty for breaking their guidelines. If you're still confused about core updates, my team and I have spent an outrageous amount of time working on a piece of content that we should have out this week. It'll be on YouTube and uh, on our site as well. 100 tips to help you understand Google core updates. I walk through each of the questions in Google's blog post that I just talked about and also uh, how we think Google is accomplishing this in some cases, uh, including a little bit of discussion on whether or not machine learning is being used to help Google identify helpful content content. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to be notified when that comes out. Uh, it's also going to have a bunch of tips on recovery because we've helped many sites recover from Google update hits uh, over the years. I first started looking at sites hit by updates in 2012. Uh, well, that's not true. 2011 with Panda. And then I started consulting in 2012. So I've been doing this for, for 10 years now. Uh, and we, we can't help every site, but we can help a lot of sites. Okay, let's talk about the product reviews update. In April of 2021, Google launched the first ever product reviews update. They tell us that their goal is to promote high quality review content. In their first article about this update, they say, quote, we know people appreciate product reviews that share in-depth research rather than thin content that simply summarizes a bunch of products. 
So on December 1st of this year, they pushed out an update to this product reviews algorithm. Again, Google gave us a bunch of questions to ask ourselves to help determine whether content that's reviewing products is actually good, helpful content. I won't read all the questions, but here's a few of them. Uh, do your reviews express expert knowledge about products where appropriate? Do they show what the product is like physically or how it's used with unique content that's beyond what's provided by the manufacturer? Do they cover comparable products to consider or explain which products might be best for certain uses or circumstances? Do you identify key decision-making factors for the product's category and how the product performs in those areas? In other words, do you actually know what's important to people who are doing research on this product? And have you covered that in your post? When the product reviews update initially came out in April, at MHC, we really didn't have that many clients that seemed to be affected. Um, this time, though, I think we might. But again, seasonality makes things really difficult. We have quite a few clients with some increases that do seem to start December 1st and a few with decreases as well. And it seems that the content that's, uh, that's doing well seems to be content that could be perceived as reviewing products. I'll likely share more details in my next podcast episode, or perhaps in newsletter, on one of our clients that saw unbelievably big gains um, in content that helps people buy certain medical products. Uh, I have a bunch of theories as to why Google promoted their content um, that line up with uh, their blog post, but something doesn't line up completely because their massive increase actually started on November 30th, which was one day before Google told us they were launching the product review update. Uh, so I can't say that it was because of the product review update. Uh, I've seen this before, though, where occasionally a site is clearly affected by an update and it seems to start the day before the official rollout. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Google runs test versions of a new algorithm, maybe on some data centers, uh, but it's possible there's something else going on. So I don't want to go claiming a huge client victory just yet. Um, we're going to give it some more time before we analyze this thoroughly as it's just been a week since uh, the update came out. Lily Ray had some interesting observations uh, about the product reviews update as well, noting that she's seeing several cases where a manufacturer's website has now started to outrank an affiliate site promoting their product. Uh, that kind of makes sense if Google said that demonstrating firsthand expertise is important. And also, she noticed that many product review sites that contain the word best in the domain saw declines after seeing drops, uh, big gains in April. Uh, I thought it was interesting to see that BuzzFeed saw big gains following this update. Uh, you know, I used to think that BuzzFeed content was often thin and unhelpful, but I found myself enjoying it more lately. So uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on them as well. From the chatter that I've seen, it feels to me like the product reviews update had a bigger impact than the November core update, but again, everything is really challenging with seasonality right now. I want to mention this as well because I think there are probably some people listening who don't know that Google search results always change in the holiday season. Their algorithms, uh, they're trying to figure out what is it that users want and user intent changes at this time of year. I mean, if I Google pine trees in June, 
I'm probably looking to plant a tree. But if I if I do the same search in December, it's probably more related to Christmas trees, uh, and I'm going to see a different set of search results. So if you're looking at your rankings and you see decreases that may or may not be due to the update, uh, it, it might not be uh, due to anything that you've done on your site. It might just resolve itself once the holiday shopping season is done. Which I know is not what you want to hear, because of course we want to rank well when people have their credit cards out. Actually, if that's you, if you have a site that ranks well for the majority of the year, and then at Christmas time, Amazon starts to outrank you, I really encourage you to look at what experience the user gets on Amazon and ask yourself, how could you better answer their questions? How could you make it so that a searcher would prefer to purchase from you rather than Amazon? And maybe that means adding some video or adding some photos of you using the products. I do think it's possible though. I mean, I know it's possible because we've had clients do it to outrank the big giants, provided that you truly deserve to be in that ranking position. Uh, if you've been affected by the product review update or the November core update, I'd love for you to tweet at me, Marie underscore Haynes, and share more information. I I'm always looking for sites to analyze, although I can't always promise that I can look specifically at your site. Uh, and if you're not sure and traffic has been declining and you can't figure out why, then uh, you can check out our process of reviewing sites on our website uh, and see if maybe um, a site review is something that would be helpful for you. Since 2000 eight, if Google's communicated something that helps us improve site quality, we, we, we add it to our knowledge base, we publish it in our newsletter, we discuss it as a team, and then we decide how can we use this information to help improve our clients' websites. Uh, so we're currently booking reviews to start in January. Uh, and what you get is a report with about 150 pages filled with prioritized recommendations to help you improve site quality. Okay, let's talk about this third issue. And I think this is a really important one, indexing issues. I've seen a real uptick in the number of site owners that are complaining in the Google help forums that they can't get new content indexed. That's, that's not all that abnormal. Uh, there's always people asking about indexing problems in the help forums. But this time it feels some a little bit different to me somehow. Uh, my first assumption which I'll tell you I think is wrong now, <laughs> was that Google got better at recognizing low quality content and just decided before it got in the index not to put it there. Uh, you know, if nobody's ever gonna, if they are never gonna rank this and nobody's ever gonna see it, why bother having it take up space in the index? But I tweeted about this this week and several of you responded with examples of content that actually looks really good, not low quality content, uh, and Google still won't index this content for you. Um, many of the people responding said that they were struggling to get blog posts indexed, not thin auto-generated pages, not paginated stuff or tag pages, but legitimate handcrafted, often expert written content. So I spent about an hour or so looking through our client's data in Search Console. Most of the people who are having this issue have said that the posts that they can't get indexed are in Search Console, they're in the index coverage report, and they're listed as discovered currently not indexed. So you can find that in the excluded section of the index coverage report in GSC. And sure enough, I found loads of examples of clients that had published new blog content, articles that really should be indexed in my opinion, and instead they're listed as discovered currently not indexed. Now sometimes it can take time for content to get indexed. 
And sometimes it's just a matter of waiting. But several of you are telling me on Twitter that you've been waiting for months and you've added internal links and you've made multiple uh, submissions through Search Console uh, asking to have your URL indexed and you still can't get it into Google's index. So here's what Google's documentation says about discovered currently not indexed. The page was found by Google, but not crawled yet. Typically, Google wanted to crawl the URL, but this was expected to overload the site. Therefore, Google rescheduled the crawl. It's interesting, right? The sites affected are not, they're not like small mom and pop sites with cheap hosting that can't handle, uh, you know, Google bot crawling the site. I, I really think something odd is going on here. Uh, the other thing that I noticed is that at least for our clients, when I inspect the URL in Search Console, the one that they're having trouble getting Google to index, Search Console tells me uh, that the way that they discovered this page is via a sitemap. Um, I don't know if that's significant or not, but it seemed to be the case in pretty much every site that I looked at. So I wondered if perhaps, uh, you know, I had wondered if perhaps adding some internal links or even getting some external links, which is hard if your content isn't in the index, but it's possible, um, if that would fix the issue, but several people told me on Twitter uh, today that this did not work for them. So Dan Schur was talking about this a few weeks ago. Uh, we've linked to his tweet thread in newsletter because it's really, really helpful. What he did was take that exact same content that he couldn't get indexed and he put it on a brand new URL, uh, just called the URL something else. And this time when he requested indexing within a very short time, I think he said just a few hours, it, it could have been even shorter. Uh, it was in the index as expected. A few other people said, yeah, this worked for them as well, just changing the URL to something else. Uh, but now as I'm looking at Twitter preparing my notes for this episode, I, I see other people saying, no, it didn't work for them as well. Uh, Tomek Rudsky tweeted at John Mueller saying, uh, sharing the results of a survey uh, with many site owners saying that they were having the same problem getting new content indexed. So John replied saying, uh, quote, surveys like this tend to be biased. Now I understand what he's saying, like the people who answer this type of poll or question on Twitter are the ones who are perceiving they have a problem. If you have no problem, you probably scroll right past that. Uh, so yes, I, I, it, it possibly maybe works, looks worse than it is. Um, also, the next thing is that indexing is like it's never guaranteed. Uh, so I mean, it's possible that nothing is wrong on Google's side. Um, every website has pages that they can't get indexed. Uh, often when people are complaining about indexing, there's nothing wrong on Google's side, and instead that's just kind of the way things are supposed to be. But in looking at some of this content and hearing the chatter, I really think something's changed. I, I think it's a bug or some sort. So we'll see. It's on Google's radar now. Um, you know, if more of us uh, tweet at John, maybe uh, he can bring it up to the web spam team and, uh, uh, and see. Um, or you can tweet at me if you have examples, although I think I've got quite a few uh, for now. Um, hopefully we get some answers on this soon. Okay, I'm trying to keep this podcast a little shorter, although I see that I've failed again. I'm so long-winded. <laughs> uh, it blows my mind that people want to hear me babble about Google, <laughs> but I don't think most of you want to hear me go on for a full hour about SEO. So I wanted to finish this episode by sharing just a little bit about my time off um, and thanking you, my listeners, and also my clients uh, for your patience while I was off this summer. Several of you reached out to say that you missed podcast, and I can't tell 
tell you how much that brightened my day whenever you did that. I, I, uh, I really am thankful uh, to those of you who reached out um, to say that to me. The last episode of Search News You Can Use that I recorded was just after the June Core update. And then a whole bunch of stressful things happened at that time, including a very dramatic event where we were the victim of a prank um, and we were swatted. Now, uh, it's nothing to do with SEO. It really was like a dumb, stupid prank. The guy who did it, he spoofed a 911 call and he said that he was my son. Now, I don't have a son. I have two amazing daughters. Um, And this guy said that he was in our house uh, with a gun and he was going to kill himself unbeknownst to us, and there was no guy in the house. Uh, And then he messaged us to say, go outside. Now, we had no idea what was going on. We thought like he sent a package or something. And and so my daughter and I went outside. And once we'd been out there for a while, suddenly this man all dressed in black pops up from the ditch across from our house. And he's got this big gun, kind of looks like an AR in Fortnite. I don't think it is, but this big black gun. And he's yelling at us, come out, we've got the house surrounded. Uh, And like nothing like that has ever happened to me in my life. Uh, Sure enough, there were 18 police officers, canine units. Apparently air support was on the way. They had the whole street blocked off. The the neighborhood Facebook page was going kind of (laughs) crazy, trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, it took a, a long time for us to realize that we weren't actually getting arrested, that we weren't in trouble, but rather the police were there to protect us. So a lot of other stressful things happened at that time. And I got to tell you, they took their toll on me. Um, I ended up being diagnosed with a kidney infection. And then things got like way worse. I got really, really sick. It wasn't COVID, but dealing with health issues during a pandemic is really, really challenging. The healthcare system is so taxed right now. Um, The good news is, though, that while I was off, I figured out a lot of things. And for the first time in my life that I can recall... I made myself my main project. So instead of spending my days optimizing client sites or working on the business or helping my team or even helping people on Twitter, I I spent the summer resting and learning and figuring out what I needed to do to get better. And I I mean, you know I love to learn. Uh, And so I spent the summer learning about medicine and about me. Uh, So by the end of the summer, my health had actually improved dramatically because of what I'd learned. I know I'm being kind of vague here. I'm going to share one day. I will share all of the details with you. Um, It's just not time right now. Uh, And and because I'd spent the summer, I, I was gardening, I was playing Fortnite, I was relaxing a lot, and I was doing really, really well by the end of the summer. So I decided that before coming back to work, I was going to book an Airbnb in a cabin somewhere in the woods. And one of the things, I've always wanted to do this, you know, some rustic cabin in the middle of nowhere and just have some silence and turn my phone off. And uh, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was to learn to meditate. And so I packed my my keyboard into my car. I was going to make some music and uh, headed off to this cabin in rural Quebec (laughs) to go and learn how to meditate. And, And then... Some of you know what happened in this uh, next in this story because you've seen it on Twitter. Google Maps led me to a fork in the road, and I drove way too far down a road that was not a road but was an ATV trail. I ended up getting stuck in a massive mud puddle, and uh, I tried for hours to dig myself out. I still have stuff under my nails from trying to dig myself out. 
there was no cell signal, so I had to hike uh, a few. And, and remember, I'm recovering from sickness too. I had to hike a, a ways to get a signal. And, uh, and then I managed to uh, get a tow truck on their way. But they never came. And by the time I realized that they weren't coming, uh, it was starting to get dark. Now, in hindsight, I should have called 911 that night, uh, but for some reason I really thought that I could get myself unstuck by morning time, which <laughs> I'm laughing because this happened in early October, and uh, I'm recording this, so it's December 8th. Uh, I get my car tomorrow, actually today, the day that you're listening to this, uh, Thursday this week. Uh, it's, it's been a long, long time. Um, so considering that I went on this trip to have a relaxing week to reduce my stress level, being stuck in the woods overnight uh, and terrified uh, with my phone battery dying and everything, it really wasn't the best way to reduce my stress level. It's not what I had planned. Um, I ended up calling 911 at dawn uh, with my phone battery dying. It was at 1% and the, it died during the call. But thankfully, when you call uh, 911, they get your GPS coordinates. And so uh, eventually I got rescued. Um, and the police had a really good laugh at this crazy woman who, who f I told them that what I do is I try to figure out Google's algorithms. And here I am with this car with a, my license plate says TY Google. Thank you, Google. And my Google Pixel phone died on me. I mean, there's so much irony, so much irony. Uh, and I know this seems nuts, but uh, I ended up spending the next few days alone in the cabin that I had booked uh, instead of going home. Now, remember, I went there to learn to meditate. Well, if I wasn't anxious before, I certainly was anxious after my night in the woods. So two things happened for me at the cabin. I'm going to write about these one day in, in a lot of detail, uh, but now's not the time. The first thing that happened was that I studied the science of meditating, and I started learning how to do it. it it's not like there's a right or a wrong way, but what I did, and there's multiple ways. I, I think I, I'm no one to teach anybody on, on meditating. There are many of you who know how to do this much more than I do. Um, but what I did was I downloaded an app called Headspace. Uh, there's also one called Calm, uh, which I've heard good things about as well. And uh, it basically just walks you through uh, how to do these meditations. It's not spiritual, although it can be spiritual. I mean, it can bring you closer to your idea of um, who God is or whatever your, uh, whatever you look to in your life spiritually. Um, but uh, it's, I, I used to think that meditation was some hokey uh, kind of out there thing, and there's actually really good science about it. After experiencing trauma in the woods, I, I actually was experiencing really physical symptoms of anxiety. Um, and, and so uh, I managed to, with meditation, greatly reduce those symptoms and teach myself how to do that. Uh, I'm still learning a lot in this area. The second thing that happened was that I made a new friend. Now, I don't know if this happens to you, but whenever I go on a trip or like a conference or something, I almost always meet someone new. And I, I've made so many friends in the SEO industry on trips. <laughs> Some of you are probably listening now. Um, well, this is going to sound maybe a little hokey or, or maybe I am crazy. I don't know. But my new best friend is me. I, I learned how to have compassion for myself to not consider myself the stupid idiot who drove too far down an ATV trail and trusted Google too much, but rather to see myself as a damn cool person who I like being around. I, I wish I could communicate more about how I did this. I mean, one day I will, uh, but if you've related to my story at all, you know, if you're feeling stressed, honestly, 
you know, to be honest, I didn't even think I was stressed before all of this happened. I, I think we're all very good at handling whatever life throws at us. And uh, But if you've got that nasty inner voice that's constantly bringing you down and saying bad things about yourself, if you can get victory in those areas, it's incredible. It's so freeing. At least it has been for me. So I'm doing really, really well now. I'm feeling great. I'm happy. I'm energized. And I'm incredibly excited about what's going on in the SEO industry right now. The MHC team has done an incredible job at pulling together and growing and improving the business while I was off. 10 of our 12 team members have the skills now to help identify and advise on improvements in website quality. Um, and we're also soon ready to launch some exciting new offerings for our clients, including more detailed specific analysis on traffic drops, more specific competitor page comparisons, and custom advice to help you actually improve your entity information, uh, which is something I'm going to be learning a lot more about in the uh, months to come as well. And we have openings now for a few more ongoing clients as well, which is, I know some of you have been asking uh, if we could take you on for that. Um, so if you are interested in having MHC and me uh, do work on your website, please reach out to us at help at mariehaines.com. Well, that's the story. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing weekly or bi-weekly episodes from this point on. I kind of want to do weekly ones, but uh, I don't want to overcommit and uh, overtax myself too much, so we'll see. But I will be continuing to report on what's important in SEO into the new year uh, and quite a while, uh, for quite a while as well. So thanks so much for listening, and I wish you the best of luck with your rankings. Mm -hmm.